0: Good day, and welcome to a special issue of the MDS podcast highlighting the 2021 Movement Disorders Journal Research Article of the Year. Today, we will be speaking with Dr. Kanthasami, who is a professor of physiology and pharmacology, the Johnny Isaacson Endowed Chair, and GRA Eminent Scholar at the University of Georgia. Dr. Kanthasami will be talking to us today about his article entitled Blinded RT-quick analysis of alpha-synuclein biomarker in skin tissue from Parkinson's disease patients. Congratulations on the recognition for your work and thank you for taking the time to be with us today, Dr. Kanthasami.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Tell us a little bit about the history of the search for a dependable and usable Parkinson's biomarker and even more specifically a way to detect alpha-synuclein in various tissues?
1: The biomarker is a major unmet need in Parkinson's disease diagnosis. We need to detect the disease early and monitor the progression and also test the novel therapeutic agents. So these are all three component, hinges on having a good biomarker possibly a peripheral biomarker, so they can, we can monitor the disease and diagnose the uh, disease better. Alpha-synuclein biomarker uh, comes from the uh, understanding that the disease, uh, Parkinson's disease patients have a misfolded alpha-synuclein protein. Normally, in normal individuals, the alpha-synuclein protein is in monomeric form, it's unfolded form, it has uh, several functions, then misfolds, the protein become toxic, then that induces disease by activating various cascade, pathological cascades, including neuroinflammation and protein misfolding processes. So the idea here is to how to detect this biomarker misfolded alpha-synuclein species from the normal protein in the the, the tissue samples. That's the main goal.
0: And from your paper, it seems like you've looked for alpha-synuclein in other tissues, and you seem to be going less and less invasive with each study, going from uh, CSF to submandibular gland tissue and now to peripheral skin.
1: That's correct. Initially, we started with the CSF, but as you know, the CSF, uh, drawing CSF from uh, aged patients, that uh, has a lot of complications. And then the submandibular gland, also it is uh, minimally invasive. That is very small gland that has some technical difficulty in assessing the glands for uh, biopsy applications. So the skin, when it comes to skin, Skin is, as you know, it's the largest organ in the body that has extensive network of uh, sensory neurons. So we felt that skin would be a appropriate matrix for us, for a biomarker. It is an underappreciated organ, but we felt that I think we can use the skin tissue as a potential source for uh, detecting uh, alpha silicon aggregation.
0: I'm sure I'm not alone as a clinical neurologist that when I hear RT Quick, I think about 1433 three three and confirmatory testing for prion diseases. What exactly is RT Quick, and why is it well suited to the Parkinson's population?
1: It's a very good question. So there is a commonality between prion diseases and alpha synuclein. Alpha synuclein has a similar properties like the uh, prion proteins. They misfold. And they propagate in the same manner. So the RT quake originally was developed for prion diseases. So that includes uh, the substrate-specific amplification of prion protein. You can add a monomeric form of prions, and then when that substrate can be used by the disease sample that contains the seed, then you can amplify only the um, disease-specific protein. The same principle we apply. For the Parkinson's disease samples, where we use a different substrate, in this case, alpha synuclein substrate, then we add the, the uh, clinical sample that contains the uh, misfolded seeds. Then we can, amp- when we provide right temperature and the condition, other conditions, then it can amplify those species. So that there is a lot of commonality between the alpha synuclein synucleopathies and the prion disease. So that's the same same principle when it comes to the uh, the RT Quick assay. It's called real time, quicking induced combustion. So the uh, acronym is RT Quick. This one of the seeding amplification assay.
0: And how is this advantageous for use above and beyond just a regular skin biopsy? What exactly is the difference?
1: So the advantage here. The skin biopsies, uh, you have easy accessible organ. You can just take a little three millimeter tissue punch. Then that we can run this assay in a very efficient way. That also can be applied to other matrices. So we are currently looking into saliva and RBCs, blood cell, other blood cells, and plasma. So there are various uh, biometrics that we're using. When we're comparing all these, we felt so far the skin has been a very superior tissues for us to really detect this uh, folded protein.
0: How did you go about determining the value of this technique in skin biopsies as a biomarker for Parkinson's, and what did you find in your study?
1: So in this particular paper that was um, recently awarded as a best paper of the year uh, by the Movement Disorder Society, we're very thankful for that. So in that, Paper, what we showed is we took 25 Parkinson's patients, 25 controls. It's a blinded sample. We got the samples from our collaborator from Arizona, Dr. Chuck Holder and the Thomas Beach Group. And then we tested that in our lab, uh, run this assay, the RT Quick Assay, and would we'll provide the results back to them. We were able to show, we were really surprised to see or so 95% sensitivity and specificity, that's a very remarkable when it comes to an, a biomarker uh, assay. So that's what's, uh, it's a very advantageous over any other assays that's reported so far, very high accuracy in terms of um, uh, discriminating disease versus a non-disease group.
0: You report that rt quick values correlated with disease severity in a number of metrics. Do you think that the use of autopsy confirmed cases will make it difficult to extrapolate your findings to mild early cases of Parkinson's? Or do you think that this may be something that even has high sensitivity in those populations?
1: So very good question. We are in the process of doing the um, early stage Parkinson's patient. Now we can detect the alpha-synuclein. We are in the process of comparing those data with the um, clinical outcome. I think that we can we can correlate them, there was early indication, but still we need to do when it comes to the clinical cases, we need a lot of cases, uh, you know, hundreds and thousands of cases, we are in the process of recruiting that. Uh, Mike, and we are working with the Michael J. Fox Foundation, S4 study and also from Parkinson Biomarker Program, NIH uh, Biomarker Program cohorts, trying to address that question.
0: Do you think that these samples from the scalp versus extracranially would have similar sensitivities?
1: That's another another excellent question. We're also comparing the various uh, uh, taking skin from Distal and lateral, you know, uh, proximal sites, and see if there is any difference. What would be the optimal site that we can detect the alpha synuclein efficiently, the misported alpha efficiently for um, uh, use of biomarkers? Those questions are still we are working on.
0: Got it. Yeah, I, I think, you know, some Parkinson's patients might allow you to take samples from their scalp and others might be more hesitant (laughs) about that. So that's an important thing to figure out. It sounds like you're already working on that. The other question that came to mind when I was reading your paper is what about differentiating between Parkinson's disease and other alpha-synucleinopathies like multiple system atrophy or Lewy body disease?
1: (laughs) That's again another great question. That's again we're in the process of doing that. We are uh, looking into other Parkinsonism, MSa, um, PSP. Obviously, PSP. There is not a uh, synucleopathies and DLB. We have shown the DLB has a very high load of alpha synuclein. We can efficiently detect the misfolded um, alpha synuclein in those samples. So we are comparing that. It's a very active study going on. In our lab, in my lab, and a couple of other labs.
0: Are you looking at this technique, the rt quick technique for biomarker diagnosis for other type of proteinopathies, non-alpha-synuclein, like tauopathies, you mentioned PSP?
1: We are developing an assay. Tauopathies, we are developing a similar principle. We're applying it. There are some challenges. Tau tau protein is much more uh, susceptible for aggregation. This so we need to control the self-aggregation. So there is a lot of optimization required for that type of assay. So we are in the we are putting an effort to further apply the same principle to other protein misfolding diseases.
0: Very cool. Well, it sounds like you this paper is really just the beginning.
1: Indeed, indeed, it's a very uh, beginning, but it's a great beginning. It's a lot of enthusiasm. This paper created a lot of enthusiasm in the field so that you can have some reasonable biomarker, peripheral biomarker for Parkinsonism. So I think we are excited about this one. I think this services are very early stages, but we can refine them. There are a lot of room to refine this uh, study. One of the things that we're doing is currently it's a, the readout is only binary that means you say that you, whether it's a positive or negative we are trying to quantify how much can we quantify the amount of misfolded alpha synuclein, then that will allow us to see, monitor the progression over time also for the testing clinical, for um, clinical trials, whether the disease modifying drugs can alter this misfolded protein, potentially serves as a you know, predictive biomarker for the efficacy, clinical efficacy of the drugs, new drugs.
0: Wow, definitely a lot of possibilities there. It'll be important to see how early Parkinson's patients compare to later Parkinson's patients with the the thresholds of the thresholds on the RT quick and and you know even further maybe prodromal patients patients you know we have these criteria for prodromal Parkinson's disease and seeing where those patients fall on this spectrum if it can be detected even at
1: that point? Indeed, so we are looking at also prodormal cases. As you know, there is a RBD patients, uh, they have a pretty high prevalence of Parkinson's. Um, so we are looking at those cohorts, again, looking at the skin as a potential source for alpha-synuclein um, uh, aggregation. It opens up a lot of possibility, the prodermal, early stages, advanced stages, and also clinical applications.
0: Certainly very exciting. Uh, anything else you want to add?
1: I just want to acknowledge a couple of uh, talented, on my my former grad student uh, that did this work, Dr. Uh, Suresha Mani and uh, Mabim Khendru, and also my collaborator, Chuck Calder and uh, Thomas Beach, been uh, great clinical collaborators, providing tissues and advising us on the um, clinical side of the assay development of course, for the funding for from NIH and the um, Michael J. Fox Foundation.
0: It takes a village.
1: It, it does.
0: Well, thank you very much for taking the time, and congratulations again on your award for research uh, article of the year.
1: Thank you very much. It was nice to be on your PM
0: show.